So twice now we have tried to talk about a topic and we have been derailed. Derailed. Twice in a row. Now, a lesser podcast might take that as a sign that maybe we shouldn't talk about that, but we are going to forge ahead. Yes, we are. And we're going to talk about it again today. Maybe. Unless something else happens. Yes. Should we see if this food heist derails us right off the bat? Go for it. Okay. So this one happened fairly recently, actually, just last month. Ooh. This was in Norway. 40 minutes north of Oslo. This was sent to us by alert reader Simon Gasland. Gasland? I don't know how to pronounce the A with the little thingy over it. But somebody stole four metric tons of frozen king crab. Wow. Yeah. That's not only a large amount of crab, that is probably pretty expensive. Well, not as expensive as I would have expected it to be. Mm. But they did the whole thing in 32 minutes. Wow. In and out, incredibly professional. Mm -hmm. They were caught on camera, but they haven't been identified. But yeah, according to this, four metric tons of frozen king crab is $265,000. Okay. Which is, you know, that's good. That's enough to get you some respect in food heist prison. Yeah. I mean, no one else is bringing crab legs. (laughs) <laughs> we got lots of people who are, you know, bringing whatever they can steal from the local supermarket. Mm-hmm. But the Crab Lakes people, I think they're getting welcomed yeah. in. Well, and the same storage facility had mm-hmm. a bunch of crayfish that mm. did not get touched. Okay. These right. these people knew where the crab was. They no went straight for, for it. You. Yeah. They did not want crayfish. They mm-hmm. wanted king crab. Okay. So, there you go. So it's surgical strike. Surgical strike. Planned, professional, in and out, get it done. It's nice to be dealing with some professionals again for once, you <laughs> after know? After so long. After so these long. These other slipshod yeah. operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Somebody who takes pride in their work. Mm-hmm. And you could eat the crab, right? And then you could make armor out of what's left. Oh. <gasps> yeah. You could. Mm-hmm. You know, for the gladiatorial ring in Food Heist Prison. <laughs> You got to get some mm-hmm. cool armor for that. Somebody who's carved a crab shell into a shiv. I mean, food heist prison, you can't make a shiv out of anything normal, right? No. Like, the guy over there with the butter shiv, not getting real far. He is not going far. Nope. And every chucklehead in there's got, like, a candy cane shiv, right? Yeah, right. So unoriginal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a crab shell shiv. Yeah. You said that very deliberately. I wanted to make sure I did not mispronounce the word shell. Yeah, so if you do that, I mean, you might get a crab shell shiv yeah. in, in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking suspiciously at everyone in the room with us. I've been Who's packing crab shell to that part of Norway. One time I flew into Oslo and was driven about mm-hmm. an hour north of Oslo to okay. do a book signing. Was it last month? No, I had to set it up way earlier, and then, you know, my memories. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Okay. No, no. It was actually one of the few times that the bookstores just paid to bring me. I was in Europe already, and they're like, can we buy you a flight so you can come do a signing? Mm-hmm. It was early enough in my career that I thought that was really novel. I'm like, wow, bookstores just flying me to Oslo? They took really good care of me. They took me out for some nice Ethiopian food mm-hmm. afterward at a the A classic signing. of Norwegian cuisine. Yep. It was 2 a.m., still light. Which mm-hmm. was, of course, I'm glad I got the experience of <laughs> getting out at 2 a.m. and it's still being bright outside. Not noonday bright, but, yeah. you know, 
5 p.m. bright. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love those. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have a reason to go to Europe, mm-hmm. I love telling every contact I have, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be in Europe just in case you need me for anything. Because like Hungary, mm-hmm. Hungary can't afford to fly me over. Yeah. But if I'm already in Germany, they can absolutely. Both times yeah. I've been to Hungary, it was just kind of an attack of opportunity. And I love that. That's how I got to go to Portugal. That's how I got to go to Hungary. That's how, That's how I, I went to a bunch of different places. Bulgaria it was the same sort of thing. They're like, hey, we hear you're going to be in the area. Can we fly you into Sofia and have you do a signing for us? Which was a really fun signing because the publisher, I signed at a mall, mm-hmm. just like in the big foyer out in the mall. And he DJed it himself. Oh, that's he so cool. Brought his own equipment in and was sitting back there DJing and doing the music and things while people were coming through getting book signed, which was awesome. That's cool. It's interesting there in Bulgaria, sci fi fantasy, not a huge deal from what I got, but there's like a couple of publishers who own a bookstore. And that's the place you can go to get Western science fiction and fantasy. And you sell the rights to the publisher who sells it only basically at that bookstore. Mm-hmm. So it was me and the Smurfs was his Ooh. other big acquisition that he was nice. selling. So mm-hmm. Did they bring any actual Smurfs over? To I did sign not books? see any Smurfs. No. Feel like maybe I wasn't a big enough deal to warrant. To you warrant know, Smurf. Yeah, not even brainy. Yeah. Just, you know. Not even the dumb one. Yep. So we did our whole episode about 80s cartoons and toys. And the one thing that Ben complained about was that we didn't talk about the Smurfs. Smurfs don't fit. I saw that text from Ben. Yeah. They did not fit in the genre we were talking about. They had nothing to do with what we were talking about. The Smurfs predate that transformation in American television. Yeah. Well, and they're natively German. Yep. They're a European. It's like a French company that made the famous... Maybe it's yeah. Belgian, Franco-Belgian. I thought it was a Franco-Belgian like yeah. company. It predates all this. And they did sell toys of the Smurfs, but it wasn't designed to sell toys. It was mm-hmm. its own, like, much more genuine artistic expression. Yeah. No shade on the people who made Masters of the Universe, but Smurfs <laughs> is kind of working on a different level. It was a thing before mm-hmm. it was a toy commercial. Yes. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, they call the Smurfs pitufos. Oh, pitufos. Tufos, yeah. Mm. And I don't know what that means or why they call them that instead of like Smurfitos. <laughs> Esmurfitos. That does sound pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well. Isn't it strumpfs in German? The yeah. strumpf? Strumpf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're... Still very popular over there. They kind of have passed out of American pop culture. We tried a couple of movies that nobody went and saw. I think the movies did well. Did they? Yeah. I don't think we saw them, but I think they did well. Okay. Whatever. That's my recollection. Okay. We actually going to do it? We're actually going to do it now. Okay, good. First, before we do it, I do have one more question, though, about Hungary. Have you been to Hungary? Have you done an event there? Hungary. Hungary is my favorite place to go on book tour. Really? It is. I love the food. You have said that about there. Argentina and Colombia. And I've never been to Colombia. Oh, okay. But I probably said it about Peru. Okay, Peru. Yeah. No, Hungary mm-hmm. is my home away from home. We have okay. to go to Hungary sometime. I mean, I would like I to go how. to Hungary. There's a hole in some of my visits in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hungary is one of them. I've never been to Switzerland we'll, either. We'll get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. okay. On to our topic. On to our topic. This is the third attempt. Third attempt. And this is the first time I think we've said the topic out loud. Yep. Theme parks. Theme parks or amusement parks in general. Or amusement parks in general. 
I hate them. <laughs> and you've been waiting three episodes, three episodes to tell us that. Across multiple weeks to tell you. I really do not like theme parks. Why Why do you want to talk about them then? Well, I think it's interesting. I think they are interesting. Okay. I find them fascinating. I find it fascinating how people love them so much and I don't get it. Okay. So you hate them. Which ones have you been to? I have been to Disney. Disneyland? Um, I've been to both Disneys. Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, the, the US, mm-hmm. both the US Disneys. Okay. I have been to SeaWorld. Does that count? Yes. SeaWorld. I have been to like Six Flags, mm-hmm. the local version called Lagoon. Yeah. We went to Worlds of Fun, which is the one in Missouri. It's a Six okay. Flags. Might have even been bought by them by now. Mm-hmm. Sort of things. I've never been to Cedar Point. I've been to Snoopy Land in the middle of Mall of America, which is no longer Snoopy Land. It's been renamed, but it was okay. Snoopy Land when I was there. So, yeah, I've been to, I feel like- Been a, to a good number of a them. A good number for- That's a representative sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done any of the other, like, kind of themed ones? Like California Harry Adventure, Harry Potter, I have not. Universal Studios, I keep meaning to get to like Universal that. Studios, because I won't, but never have. Okay. So. Knott's Berry Farm? Nope. I went to Knott's Berry Farm mm-hmm. with Ben, actually. Oh, yeah? The- Summer after our freshman year of college, and mm-hmm. before we all went on missions, a uh, bunch of us flew down and stayed with a friend and went to Disney and Universal and Knott's Berry Farm, which is the one and only time I've been there. But I am not a roller coaster person. Okay. And that's pretty much all Knott's Berry Farm has okay. to offer. So I don't mind roller coasters. We went to Lagoon for the company party last year. Mm-hmm. You weren't with us then, I don't think. No. I was invited to go. Were you? Okay. Because yeah. you worked with us and things. So we went to Lagoon. And Emily, she'd never been on a roller coaster with me before. She likes them, though she's kind of afraid of them. Mm-hmm. And so she took me on the Cannibal. Have you been on this roller coaster? The cannibal? I think yeah. that's new since I've been yeah. there. It's their new big thing. It does the starts and then immediately turns you upside down to go down. So when you go, you're, you're starting off, oh. you go to the edge and you can't see a way down because there's yeah. a lip. Is that the one that's the big, tall, brown building? Um, yes. Yes, yeah. that is. Because I can see Lagoon from my house, mm-hmm. but I haven't been there in years. So she took me on that. It was interesting. Okay. Yeah, it did like multiple loops that spun you around and things like that. She got what she expected out of me, which was, she's like, I, I think I know what, how Brandon's going to react. And indeed, I sat there and- It was emotionless passivity. Emotionless passivity. <laughs> At the end, I was like, I do feel a tingling. Uh, I quoted Legolas. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't worth the wait, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad a wait, yeah. I suppose. Or is there a class of ride at an amusement park that you enjoy more than roller coasters? Star Tours was legitimately excellent when I went to that. Star Tours was an experience that I was glad that I had done, mm-hmm. but I would not do it again because the wait is just- It's like two hours to yeah, get in. Yeah, just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I don't like lines. I like using my time very well. Mm-hmm. Standing in line does not feel like a good use of my time. And so- That's number one, standing in line for things. Number two, like I can do all of that in my head, 
the roller coasters and stuff mm-hmm. and have many, many times. And so you get a slightly different physiological reaction when you yeah. are on the thing. But, you know, I can come up with a better one in my head to go on <laughs> if I really want to. So mm-hmm. here's the trick to avoiding lines. Mm-hmm. My mom is in a wheelchair. Yes. So whenever I go to Disneyland, I try to take her with me. Mm-hmm. And then we just skip all the lines. It's yeah, awesome. but everyone can't do that. Because did if you, you did, you then there's hear, no line. Did you hear the scandal? This was five or six years ago. I did hear that. Some yeah. lady had organized a group of people in wheelchairs that you could hire to go to Disneyland with you. Yep. <laughs> I will say that I did try to push for, hey, could we do like the rich person thing? But Emily didn't want to do it. And it just kind of felt like if you're going to Disney, you should have the full experience of waiting in the lines and everything. Mm. So we didn't do like the rich person thing. You can like buy a person from Disney. They're okay if you buy them from them. But like (laughs) puts you on the rides fast and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't end up doing that. I'm glad that I didn't like... This is the experience. I'd never been to land. I'd only been to world. Oh, okay. And so, but I still didn't like it. It's not a thing that I would choose to do with my time. I mean, my family liked it, so I'm totally mm-hmm. fine going. Yeah. And, you know, Did doing Did you go things. on the Indiana Jones ride? I didn't go on the Indiana Jones oh, ride. Is it good? The, that's the cool one. I went on the Tower of Terror, which was the best of them. No, Star Tours was the best. Tower of Terror mm-hmm. was number two. But again, that's just, that's just jerking you around. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I was on that with Adam, I think. He ran off. Yeah. No, you're there. We went together because Emily complains that neither of us gave much of a reaction. <laughs> she, she misremembers that. Yeah. I remember looking at the picture of myself and making fun of myself because I giggled like a schoolgirl yeah. on rides. <laughs> and I remember your look quite well. Yeah. Arms folded, mm-hmm. you know, blank stare in the yeah. picture. It was, it was, it was quite fun. It's like all the Splash Mountain memes where Mm -hmm. people try to take photos of themselves being very bored. You're just like that naturally. I'm not bored, but (laughs) it just is. Mm -hmm. So I don't quite get out of roller coasters what other people do. Yeah. I don't like lines. I don't like crowds. And the level of merchandising and marketing that goes on doesn't appeal to me. It destroys the magic of it for me by how much Disney in particular is always trying to sell you something. Yeah. And that does diminish my enjoyment of it. Mm -hmm. When you went on Tower of Terror, was Mm -hmm. it the Guardians of the Galaxy themed one? No, it was the classic one, which I was glad to see the Rod Sterling video and stuff like that. That's cool. So they've rebuilt it all now as Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And as you're walking through, as you're standing in the line, because their modern design sensibility is we're going to make the line as interesting as possible. Yep. So there's animatronics and there's videos and everything. And one thing that they tell you several times in the line is Rocket Raccoon comes out and he's like, the way to open the door is to put your arms up in the air. And I'm like, clearly this is leading us to a point where we're all going to have to put our arms up in the air while on the ride. And then they're going to drop us when no one's mm-hmm. holding on to their armrests. And they never did that. Missed opportunity. They did it at the beginning of the ride to get it started, but there was never a moment when it's like, everyone raise your hands all the way up or we won't be able to open this door and then drop you. And I was a little disappointed. I hate that ride, I should say, but I'm still disappointed that they missed that trick. Why do you hate that ride? Because I'm not a thrill ride person. Okay. My older kids, that Mm -hmm. was the one they wanted to go back on two or three extra times. Mm -hmm. 
So I've been on it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a thrill ride person. Do you like theme parks in general? I do. Okay. I do. I'm much more interested in the storytelling rides. Uh-huh. The dark rides and things like yeah, that? Yeah, the dark rides. Like, that's one of the reasons I love the Indiana Jones ride, is it's kind of, sort of, a thrill ride, mm-hmm. but not really. Mostly, it's just showing you cool things, using special effects to make it feel like, you know, the poison tip darts are flying past your head. Actually, the Cars ride in California Adventure is incredible. I've heard that that is amazing. Yeah. When we were at Disney, that was something that we considered, and we saw the line wait, mm-hmm. and we just didn't do it. Yeah. That's another one that my kids made me wait in that line like mm-hmm. twice so we could do it a bunch of different times. I was surprised at how fun that ride was. That's interesting. Yeah. I might enjoy that. Your general old school dark rides, I find real boring. Oh, yeah. But I assume that the modern ones are much better. There's a huge difference between yeah. Pinocchio yeah. and Little Mermaid, because the Little mm-hmm. Mermaid is newly built in the last, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. It has all of the upgrades of how they can, you know, use holograms and use animatronics mm-hmm. and, and all these other tricks. But even the old school dark rides, that's the thing that I love to do. Okay. Is let's just sit in this little ship and pretend that we're flying through Peter Pan Neverland. Okay, that just um, bore me out of my skull. Yeah. I like them because they're cute. Okay. I just like the detail that goes into them. Okay. I can appreciate the craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Disney does better. So, like, we went to Legoland in Germany mm-hmm. all the time when we lived there. And Legoland has some dark rides as well. It's mm-hmm. mostly roller coasters and stuff, but they have a few dark rides. And they just don't have the same level of care and attention to detail. The mm-hmm. fun thing about like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is that there's a thousand little jokes in the corners and you can spot different things you haven't seen before. And Legoland is much more workmanlike. Like, here's our ride. Here's the one thing you're supposed to look at. Enjoy People it. love Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. But this is maybe something <laughs> we should talk about. I don't quite get Disney people. Okay. Is Dawn one of those? No. Okay. Because she has the air that she could be, right? (laughs) Yes. Right? Like Kathy, my sister-in-law, is Mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. She's often in the peanut gallery here. She just loves Disney to a -hmm. level I consider irrational, but (laughs) a lot of people are like that. It's like Disney is this thing. They go to Disneyland every year or multiple times. Mm -hmm. A bunch of the companies going for Halloween. Anyone here going? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Both the so Octavia and yeah. Oh, you're you're one. You're a Disney adult back there. Jane. Jane, Yeah, my sister Jane. My sister Allison Mm -hmm. is 100% a Disney person. They try to go at least once a year. Why? Here, why? Come closer to a microphone. Tell tell us why. Explain to me why. Like, I just want to understand. All Disney adults. Yes. Why? It's literally the happiest place on earth. How could you hate it? She's been stewing in the background, <laughs> sitting in the corner in the dark. It's it's magical. Everyone is smiling. It's fun. I like the merch. I know you mm. said you hate the merch. I love the merch. <laughs> I like themed food. I like all the characters walking around. 
Okay. I like Halloween, so we're going at Halloween and and dressing up. Now, here's one thing that I have to mention for the Disney people. I went to Disneyland at the wrong time. I went in June. Oh, oh. yeah. Which, not just too hot, way crowded. June is yeah. when the summer passes overlap with yeah. the local passes. Mm-hmm. So and you so get bigger crowds. It was like wall-to-wall people, which mm-hmm. is going to diminish my enjoyment of it. It's when yeah. we could go. So I am happy that the Disney people like their Disney. <laughs> I do not get it at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you want to know what the two busiest weekends at Disneyland are? What? Halloween uh-huh. and Utah's Teacher Day. Okay. UEA. Mm, really? When, yeah, because as soon as UEA hits and all the schools are off for like two or three extra days, there's a massive migration down. And mm. everyone takes their families, their giant minivans loaded full of little kids. Yeah. And those are the two biggest weekends that Disneyland has. I have been invited by a person who shall remain unnamed to visit the fancy exclusive club in Disney. What's it called? 23 or 33? Yeah. It's got a number. Hmm. I did not know there was a fancy exclusive club. There's a fancy exclusive club that you have to like know the secret knock and you have to be on a waiting list for 15 years to get a membership. And then it's, you know, it's (laughs) club 33. And then it's mid five figures a year for membership and things like that. Lunacy. Yeah. So I have been invited to go to that. And I think I would enjoy saying that because behind the scenes or behind the the Mm -hmm. curtain, that's not really behind the scenes, but be interesting. This is suddenly reminding me of the scene from 30 Rock Mm -hmm. where Jack and Jerry Seinfeld were trying to one up each other of which exclusive rich person islands they knew about. Oh, they knew about, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry Seinfeld knew of an island that Jack had never even heard of. I don't know of many islands. <laughs> you haven't been invited to the rich guy I islands yet? I have not been invited to the Glass Onion Island. That's too bad. No, I have been invited to Club 33, though, which I do think would be fun. That would be interesting. Maybe my perspective of Disney would change if I were front of the line, but I also would feel guilty being front of the line, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not if I were in a wheelchair, but, you know, people wait a long time for those rides. I waited a long time for those rides. Yeah. Like... I don't know. It is always hard when you've waited for Splash Mountain for two Mm -hmm. hours and you're almost there and then you watch someone walk up Mm -hmm. and just get right through the fast line because they have a special pass or whatever they have. Or they're The Rock or Or something. Yeah. I mean, if you're The Rock, you can't go to Disneyland any other way. You cannot Mm -hmm. wait in line if you're The Rock. It's going to cause a hazard to everyone around crowding and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I understand why that exists. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I do need to mention Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who's the biggest Disney person that I know. Mm -hmm. His name is Dave Bird. He's a graphic designer that I worked with at two different companies back when I had a real job. Fantastic friend. Mm -hmm. He is a huge Disney person. He's like a two or three times a year Disney person. Uh Uh-huh. But he also, and the reason I'm mentioning him by name, he does art glass. Mm-hmm. And he has actually gotten a license by Disney to do licensed Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he's done several Star Wars things and Haunted Mansion things and Mickey things. And so look him up. You can get like licensed Disney cool handmade art glass. Mm. And art glass is like stained glass, yeah. right? And he does really neat things. 
I can tell you two things I do like. Okay. The Disney cruise that I took my family on was fantastic. Okay. It felt great. We were well taken care of, and it was worth the money and things like that. Cool. So I enjoyed that, and I still have a fondness for water parks. Really? Yes. As a kid, I loved going down the water slides, Mm -hmm. and that still resides within me. The (laughs) the love, the feel of going through the tube at the water slide and things like that. Uh, There's just something about that that feels more visceral and more real than being on a roller coaster, Mm -hmm. where I feel like I'm just kind of being pulled in some directions and going with the flow through the water tube. It works for me better than a roller coaster does. So I do like them. Did you ever do this thing? We used to have in Salt Lake a water park called Raging Waters. It's closed Mm -hmm. now. And they had the big wave pool. Yep. And we would always do this thing where we would go every end of school year with all the other Mm -hmm. kids from school. And the older kids would get on tubes and hold hands and hold the handles and make like a giant raft. And then the younger kids spent the whole time trying to knock them off and dump them over. That sounds like fun. I never did that. It was so fun. It's the most fun I've ever had at a water park. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like water slides? I do like water slides. Again, I'm not really a thrill ride person. So Mm -hmm. the ones that are like, we're going to drop you 100 meters and Mm -hmm. that doesn't excite me. Yeah. But I love zooming down them, especially Mm -hmm. the ones where you can ride the tubes. Yeah. Yeah, I love all that. There is something about those. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up to those. Yeah. But like the little skinny ones Mm -hmm. that are like, here, we're going to zip you around through a Gordian knot and then you'll come out the other side wet. Like. I don't see the allure of that, mm. but yeah. And I haven't been to a water park in probably 15 years. So before Donald made Fortnite, before Fortnite just exploded and it sucked him away into Fortnite land, uh, this is my friend who's the director. Yeah. He, for the local group that did the Epic Games Salt Lake team, which he was one of the heads of, they would rent Seven Peaks, which is a local water park. And he always mm-hmm. invited me. So they would just rent it out for the company. And so four or five years in a row, my family and I just went to that when it was just us. Hmm. And that was pretty awesome. That's cool. I feel much less bad then because there are no lines because there's, you know, 50 of you in the whole water park. <laughs> and you can just go on them over and over again. And I would take my kids and mm-hmm. that was a blast. So, so. That's cool. Donald, if you're watching, thank you. (laughs) I do want to say, before we're done with this, the thing I love most about parks like this, whether it is a theme park or just a regular amusement park, I love when it gets dark Mm -hmm. and they turn on all the lights, the fairy lights and Mm -hmm. the different lights, and just walking around. Mm. Similar to the way that I like the dark rides because I just like the ambiance. Of where I am. I enjoy Epcot for that reason. The times I've been to Epcot, mm-hmm. it's been less crowded, more about the ambiance, less about the lines. Yeah. So. And when you get late and everyone's kind of tired mm-hmm. and you're like, well, we're not going to stand in lines anymore. Let's just find something to eat and let's walk around and it's cool. And there's just neat things. Like even Lagoon, mm-hmm. which is the local kind of roller coaster park, even when I was little and it was trashy 
<laughs> I don't know. I haven't been in forever, so I don't know if it's, it was if it's pretty slightly nice less trashy when now. we went. I didn't feel it was trashy at all. Um, it's so fun to just, you know, when they light up the big main boardwalk area and there's all the stupid little games and you just walk along there. And I don't know. I love that. I will tell you this. I wasn't going to do any of the stupid little games when we went to Lagoon last year. Mm-hmm. They have gotten smart. Oh, Carney games. Smarter okay. than I thought they would ever get. Okay. My kid looked and saw that prize and the guy's like, um, if you go buy the pass for a kid, they can play till they win. And there's like a <laughs> thing you buy that's like, do you get mm-hmm. the pass? And one play is one punch. Like if they're under a certain age and you do like three punches, it's like, just go until you get the prize that you want. Yeah. And so you buy a pass. I bought the, approximate the pass. value of the giant stuffed animal anyway. Yep. And then they just earn it by playing the little game. That's clever. And each of my kids got the exact prize they wanted. You know, it's a little overpriced for the prize, but they got to play all the games. And I'm like, okay, this is a way. If you can guarantee me that the kid can have that, and I'm not going to spend $300 of them trying to do this. It was just like, here's the flat fee. You get the prize. (laughs) You got to win. You got to play until you get the prize. It is deeply ironic that, you know, in the age of, predatory loot box video yep. games mm-hmm. that carny games are the ones who've taken the high road. Yes. That's amazing to me. Yep. I love it. It's a whole scene, you, me, and the Nightmare Painter, Secret Project 3, about an amusement park. Oh, well, so. it's on my nightstand. Yeah, so you'll get there. There is a fondness to them, even though I open this by saying I hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. I don't want to go spend my time at them right mm-hmm. now. But if I am there, I will generally enjoy myself because I'm not going to sit there and be miserable. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I enjoy what is there. It's just what is there is not something that super appeals to me. How about that? Cool. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's any other aspect of theme parkness that we have not discussed. I do remember when I was a kid, that transition point between wanting to ride rides and wanting to not ride rides, like... The kid rides, right? Mm -hmm. Because I remember going to Worlds of Fun once and only playing video games in the arcade. And uh, before (laughs) I'd always enjoyed it. The whole time, just went in to them like, they have an arcade? Mm -hmm. All right, give me the money. But, oh, I've got a story to end us on. Okay. Stories of Brandon tormenting his brother. Love them. Becoming a genre. genre of story. Because Jordo, you know. Yeah. It's Jordo. Jordo does not like roller coasters at all okay he hates them you will go on them with your kids and just be like i'm gonna be mm-hmm. uncomfortable for a little bit as it jerks me around yeah. he despises despises them. them okay when we were at disney world and i would have been eight or nine and he would have been six or seven something like that maybe mm-hmm. i was like 10 and he was eight I like roller coasters back then, right? I hadn't gotten, you know, over roller coaster yet. Yeah. And I liked tormenting my brother even more. And I was able to convince him that they have a roller coaster there that is in the shape of a train. Okay. But it's an actual roller coaster. I'm trying to remember, is it Big Thunder Mountain? Disneyland has Big Thunder Mountain, yeah. And so I managed to convince him it was not a roller coaster until we got to the very front of the line and they put us in. And it started to move. And he was like, I "I think this is a roller coaster. 
I think this is, I think, and then plunge down over a cliff. Uh, another one of those great elder brother moments that fantastic. I, I got him on. Sometime ask him about his impression of that moment. He remembers it very distinctly. And so uh, he, uh, he did not appreciate me getting off and saying, let's go again. So that's wonderful. I do want to say as a closing thing at the very beginning, mm-hmm. we mentioned SeaWorld. Yep. When we moved to Germany, mm-hmm. before we moved to Germany, when my youngest at the time, he's 15 now, he was like two or three, when we asked the kids where they wanted to live, his answer was always SeaWorld. SeaWorld was his favorite place. My kids preferred SeaWorld to Disney when I took them. Just they could touch a shark. They could see all the animals. I think SeaWorld is genuinely horrible in many ways. And I kind of hope that they completely go out of business. But my kids sure loved it. What a wonderful note to end our uh, (laughs) podcast on, Dan. I started by talking about how I hate Disney. And we can end with you saying. we can end with me hating SeaWorld. SeaWorld. I actually don't mind SeaWorld having, like, sharks and stuff, Mm -hmm. but they should not have any orcas. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of agreed on this point. I don't think the SeaWorld is is having new orcas. So we're almost out of time. What about dolphins? What about dolphins? Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about dolphin psychology Mm. to tell you how happy they can be in a big pool. Like orcas are just too big. There's no way they can be adequately stimulated in a dumb little pool. Yep. Even in a huge pool, they just, they are used to roaming all over the friggin' planet. Dolphins, it might be because they're intelligent in different ways and because they're smaller, maybe they can be happy in captivity, but I don't know. I love zoos. I'm not anti looking at animals, but yeah. There are some animals that thrive in those environments and some animals that just suffer. I think the general consensus is in agreement with you. Yeah, I think so. Have you been to any of the San Francisco animal parks? I have not. Or I mean San Diego. They've got the San Diego Zoo, but then they've got two huge safari parks Mm -hmm. outside of it, which is just like, we've got several thousand acres of California desert wilderness And it looks like the Serengeti anyway, so we fenced it off and filled it with giraffes and stuff. And those are awesome because it is very much like they're just living in the wild. I have been to the king of Abu Dhabi's private zoo on his private island. You said you didn't know of any rich guy islands. I I was wrong. (laughs) I do know (laughs) one rich guy island. We got there on a seaplane. You got there on a seaplane. Yeah. So... He has giraffes and cheetahs on his private island. Okay, so. How's that, Ben? (laughs) 